Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 73 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode 35 and Early. Uh, I will get into why I'm calling it that in a second, but let me do the intro. So again, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday at 7 a.m. You can go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the podcast, um, and I'll read that over the air if it's cool enough. If not, you know, I won't. Or maybe I will, or if you don't want me to. Anyway, long story short, or you can go to P- uh, gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, drop me an email, let me know what you think of the show. Uh, stuff like that. Or you can go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. It's the Gaming with Grief podcast uh, with Joseph Carlson. Black background, smoke. Uh, like, subscribe. Uh, give me a star rating. Let me know what you think of it there. That would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, that's it. So I'm calling this episode 35 and Early because I got to play the Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection on the Nintendo Switch. It's three games, and these are my early impressions of those games. So it's the 35th anniversary anniversary of the collection, and these are my early impressions. Uh, I wanted to do more of a deep dive, but I was technically on vacation with my wife. It was our anniversary, so I kind of snuck in some game time. I mean, who am I kidding? We both play games. She was playing the collection actually next to me when I was playing it. So these are just my impressions. I might have her on in a couple weeks to talk about that. Long story short, um, it was really fun. I've, out of the collection, the three games in the collection are Super Mario 64, which they haven't really touched except for put it on the Switch. Uh, There was Super Mario Sunshine that came out in 2002, I believe, uh, for the GameCube. Never played that game. And there was the Super Mario Galaxy, came out in 2007. It is the only, it came out for the Nintendo Wii. It is the only game out of the collection I played. So it was actually really neat uh, to play them. So for 60 bucks, uh, it's $60 on the eShop. Um, basically $20 a game. Th- like I said, three games on there. I've only played one out of the three. I think $20 a game is a pretty good value. Uh, as far as a package goes. I know a lot of people complain that, you know, Nintendo didn't put any work to this port of Mario, Super Mario 64, um, that, you know, it's just a straight-up 4-3 representation of that game. But I never owned a Nintendo 64. I know I'm not a real gamer. Take away my gaming tag. It's ridiculous. I should have owned one. Long story short, I think it was really... I know I really liked Mario 64. I mean, to start this out, obviously the first one in the collection is Mario 64. I'll give you my impressions. Again, I didn't own a Nintendo 64, and this is me coming to it uh, as a new player. And, um, you know, there was a close friend of mine that owned it that I would go over to his house and see him jumping into paintings all the time, um, and I didn't understand the game. I didn't think it was bad, you know, just having to watch a game and not really understanding how important it is. I think you get, like, a different feel for the game and things like that um jumping in and playing this weekend um i kind of see kind of looking back into time and kind of using my brain uh, in a weird way i can see how revolutionary the gameplay was you know the idea that right when you start out um when you're in you're in front of um, peach's castle and you're able to just run around that big field jump on top of trees, do backflips, side flips, uh, leap around as Mario. I think this is the first time he was ever really voiced. 
So the wahoos and all that got it. Like I said, really lamely, but all that stuff was kind of added. Um, I found it really fun to kind of like this whole, this whole new kind of freedom of movement uh, with Mario and how he was able to kind of bounce between things. I mean, that had never been done, and they they tried to kind of contextualize the camera by making one of the Latuki brothers in a cloud dangling a camera filming him and they were able to move from side to side uh and that's how they were able to contextualize you know how the camera was falling in the campaign um there's been some criticism that the camera isn't that great um and i just want to point out that yes the camera is not that great but i was playing uh avengers on ps4 the other day and i spun the camera around to look at something and my camera went through a wall so my character was blocked by a wall in a game that came out in 2020. I think this still happens, obviously, in uh, 96 when this came out. But I think that um, they were kind of ahead of their time that they were trying to combat uh, these issues that are still taking place. So yes, the camera isn't perfect, but we haven't been able to perfect uh, the camera. You know, and Avengers may be a bad... Uh, example, but there is other games out there, and I always run into problems with games with cameras. So I applaud uh, Mario 64 for kind of um, really trying to solve problems that nobody really knew there was a problem. You know, everything was 2D. You know, they really brought Mario in a 3D space. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think another thing I like about Mario 64, again, being a new player and not having any nostalgia for it, um, was the freedom of movement, but the idea. Which I played Odyssey. I played Super Mario Odyssey. But kind of going back in time and seeing, um, you know, you get one star in a mission. And then it's like, hey, there's another star there. And you think, oh, I can go back and get that star. Then you get that star and then they say, oh, there's two more. And they give you really vague hints like, oh, you know, fly to the island in the sky. You're like, well, there was these weird cannons. I'm talking about the first level. There's these weird cannons. I guess I could ride those. And then you find another star. And then you go see a question block. It's like, hey, if you had the feather cap, the wing cap, you could fly through this whole area and pick up these stars. And you're like, oh, man, that's amazing. Um, it's stuff like that that, like, um, even early on I could see myself going, you know, I'm going to spend, like, an hour and just try to get some of these stars in these levels. I don't know how many stars are in the game, but just that idea of, like, oh, maybe, you know, and especially since it was so revolutionary to play Mario 64 back in the day to say you know what yeah I'm gonna go back and spend an hour and I'm gonna try to get these three stars in this level and then maybe I'll have enough stars to go in this one door that makes me have four stars I'll go in there I'll try to get those stars like I could see totally back in the day where you know this was a launch title for the the Nintendo 64 where you're like well this is you know I'm a kid I'm 10 8 12 whatever however you are and you're thinking I don't have a lot of money but man, this Mario is sure fun. And there's all these stars to get. And I think I'm going to go over here and get these stars. And just messing around with the levels. Hey, I've gotten this star. What Can I Can I bounce? Can I shoot this cannon and get from this tree to that tree? I could totally see where it like feeds into that idea of just exploration. And, you know, they really nailed it uh, back then. And, and it's, it's pretty amazing for what they were able to do with really rough polygons and kind of a low-grade color palette from what I've seen so far. You know really pushing you know what the uh you know what the system could do and i'm really looking forward to kind of like i don't know if i'm gonna 100 percent 
Mario 64, I'll be honest. But the idea of like kind of logging in here and there and being like, oh, you know, I think I'll maybe get some stars here. And then maybe I'll try to get stars here. And then maybe I'll try to find a star here. Just kind of pecking away at it is like, seems like a really fun proposition. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, doing it more and trying it out more. So yeah, I think that's, uh, that's kind of my early impressions of Mario 64. Um, I know there's criticism, like I said, of the camera, but I think, you know, for back then and even nowadays, I think it's still an amazing game. And um, I hope that uh, Nintendo will put more time into maybe making an up-res version. I don't know when, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. So uh, the next game I played was Mario Sunshine. Admittedly, this is the game that I played the least of when I was playing the collection. Um, and again, there's been kind of online criticism and some podcasts listen to talking about this game is terrible. It's the worst game out there. It's not fun. Some people say it's experimental. Some people say it's really great, like a hidden gem. You know, it kind of runs the gamut between people who think it's terrible and people who think it's great. I think it kind of falls somewhere in the middle. Uh, I do like the Flood, which is the basically the water pack. You're basically at an island trying to remove paint from the evil Mario, who is the Chrome version of you, which if you guys have played um, Super Smash Brothers, that's when I first ran into Chrome Mario. This is what he is. He's painting the island with literal paint uh they think it's you because it's the evil mario um and so you basically have to wear this uh water pack on your back and kind of clean the island uh, one thing i didn't know was that the, the flood the water pack i didn't write down what flood stands for but it's it's ingenious long story short uh the flood talks to you while you're working uh it's pretty cute um the little bit that i played i do kind of see where some people's criticism because there's a lot of talking right you in the very beginning you basically get arrested because they think you're the one doing all the graffiti. You clean some of the graffiti and you go to trial and they say, listen, you have to clean up the rest of the island because you're the one that caused all these problems. And so you're kind of cleaning the island. It Early on, it did get repetitive to just clean paint. And then there's these kind of painted piranha plants that come up out of certain things. You cleanse them and then you get these star shines, which are basically their versions of the stars. Um, it was fun. But again, it was um, a little repetitive. I, I think people's criticism so far of what I've seen is this is really chatty. Everybody wants to talk to you in town. They want to stop you from cleaning. And, and it's all great world building. There's these weird creatures. I can't really explain them. They're just, uh, you know, back then they couldn't have a lot of texture. It came out in 2002. They're like these island lobsters kind of with like no real shape. Um, well, just a general lobster shape. But I think what it is is uh, they talk to you a lot. And it gets really frustrating when you're trying to play the game where they just keep talking and talking and talking. And you're like, come on, man. I just want to go clean the paint. You know, you have a chase early on with the evil Mario. That's really fun. Um, and it is fun cleaning the paint and, and that. But I think, again, I think some of people's criticism is that, um, you know, it's chatty. And you're just like, I want to get to the game. And, uh, again, that's an early impression. But I do want to experiment it. Like I said, I think using the flood is interesting. Not only do you use it as a water cannon off your back, but you can hit the X button, I believe. It turns into basically like a water jetpack that shoots water in the ground and propels you up. That's really fun to do to kind of propel yourself around. You have to refill it if it gets empty so you can go in the ocean or like there's water ponds all over. You can get it and like suck up water. Uh, like I said, the thing talks to you, which is cute. Uh, this is the first time I remember toads being really, really adorable. Uh, you can jump off their head. I know that's been an old thing in Mario games, which I can't remember how long it's been. But I really enjoyed jumping off all the toads' head and cleaning them up. Um, but yeah, I could see where people could say this was a little bit 
negative. I think I would side on the people that say it's a little bit more experimental. And I've even heard the theory shot out there that, like, you know, Mario 64 was such a monumental game. How do you follow up with Mario 64 with something that is as monumental? Maybe you try something new and experimental, you know. Maybe you try, uh, you know, you try Mar- uh, Super Mario Sunshine, which, again, I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it's experimental. So that's kind of my early impressions. I'm still on the experimental bandwagon. I don't think it's negative by any means, but it may be the one I play least unless there's something that happens later on that really grabs me. I mean, like I said, my early impressions, Mario 64 was something immediately when I played it, I'm like, man, I could totally see... You know, people just like, this is what I'm doing for whatever. You know, this is what I'm doing for however long. I don't have games, but I have time. I'm not doing my homework. I'm definitely not doing chores. I'm just trying to get these stars. Mario 64 is the thing. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, these people are really chatty, and I can see the star shines are cool, and it's cool to give sunlight back to the island and all that, but it isn't as kind of compelling as Mario 64, in my opinion. And again, this is an early impression that could totally change later. Um... But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's bad by any means. Mario still feels good. He controls well. The flood is interesting. There's enough there, I think, to uh, make people want to play it. So again, I don't want to be negative, uh, and I will definitely give it a shot. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot for longer, and I'll report back in a little bit. Um, and the last one I played is the only game I actually completed this game uh, years ago. I probably completed it in 2008 or so. It came out in 2007 on the Nintendo Wii. It's Super Mario Sunshine great game um it's one of those games where um i remember playing it if you don't know basically peach gets kidnapped again imagine that but bowser actually has a bunch of his warships come uh cut a laser around her castle drag it up into space and you have to save her um a lot of stuff gets blown up in the beginning which is pretty dark for a mario game but uh you basically find this uh a spaceship that needs to be powered by stars they have just enough power to get you certain galaxies. Uh, the more galaxies you go to and the more stars you get, the more galaxies open up because you can travel to farther places. And you have to get the base of 70 stars to be Bowser, which is what I did back in the day. I think researching it again, there's 120 stars. They're hidden throughout the level. Uh, they give you extra things. There's different color stars like green stars and blue stars, which apparently is something in Mario 64. Long story short, it's something that I never did back in the day. I just did the base game, got the 70 stars, and kick Bowser's butt. But even playing it early on uh, with the gravity-defying mechanics of when you jump off a planet, you get sucked back down to it. If you go in a warp pipe, you end up on the other side of the planet, and the camera pulls out and pulls back in. Um, everything you do with the shooting the shooting stars where you go to and you shake, you get like shot to another planet. Like All that stuff is really unique. The sound effects are unique when you're on metal and you're going to kind of reverberate through space or an empty or a, you know an enclosed section like you're in and just the sounds are pretty amazing the star bits are interesting <clears throat> apparently you can shake one of the remotes and collect those i haven't done that i just went over there ran up and collected them <clears throat> and i remember back in the day my friend watching me play it and you know this was during the high def boom of the world where everything was going high def but nintendo said hey we're about the games we're not about high def so they released the Wii, which is a standard F console, and it looked a little muddied. I had a really nice high def TV. I was like an early adopter, and I remember a friend coming over and just watching me play Mario Galaxy on my Wii. And you know, it's a little bit muddy because they're obviously not high def on my high def TV. And whatever I was doing, I was in the B suit and I was going through a level. And I remember a friend looking at me, going, "Wow, I guess for, you know, for Nintendo, it's apparently all about the gameplay." 
And he wasn't making that as a knock. He was watching me play going, oh, man, that looks really interesting. And I think to this day that kind of holds true. You know, to see uh, this game kind of blow up to a, you know, this kind of proportion where people still talk about how amazing Super Mario Galaxy is and it's still a great time playing the game and how amazing it feels to play the game. Um, It's great and it still feels great. It doesn't feel, it feels novel in a way and unique that I don't think it kind of ran out of steam. I think it, it still feels good to play. And so, you know, like I said, there's experimental things like Sunshine out there uh, and maybe Mario 64 that haven't aged that well because of the camera. Um, well, like I said, some people think that. Um, I still think that Super Mario Galaxy feels good. And from what I could see, I played it in handheld mode. Handheld mode still look really good and it plays really well and I, I enjoy playing it. Again, I don't know how much time I'm going to sink into it if I'm going to beat the whole thing. But it's that idea of, man, this all feels really good. You know, they nailed Mario kind of in a way that hasn't been nailed in a long time. He's got a new moveset now. He can bounce off walls, um, which I don't remember happening before. We can go from, like, really enclosed spaces from wall to wall to wall to wall. Um, Stuff like that. Like, he feels just irresponsive as ever, and it feels amazing to play that game. So it doesn't feel old or dated like Mario 64 or, um, you know, Sunshine, this feels like a new experience, and and it looks great. So, again, you know, I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy this. It's $60. It's pretty expensive. But, again, it's three games, so if you look at it like that, it's a collection. It's 20 bucks per game. I think 20 bucks for any one of these games is kind of a steal. Um, even Sunshine, which is more experimental, like I've talked about. But um, I think it's really great, and I think it's amazing that Nintendo's kind of, like, preserving this kind of stuff. Even if you have to pay that amount of money, you know, a lot of people said, oh, maybe this should have been $40. I don't know. Um, there is the soundtracks on the in the collection, so you can listen to the original soundtracks. So that's kind of an added thing. They don't have a lot in the term of, like, kind of um, historical kind of um, stuff like that. It's, it's all very much, uh, here's the game. Do you want to play it? Um, which some people don't like. Some people like. Uh, they just want to get in there and play. Some people are like, hey, I want to know more about how this game came to be and stuff like that. And I don't really think that's Nintendo's style. But I am enjoying all three, and I will continue to dip in. Again, I don't think this is going to be a thing where I go back, uh, you know, for hours and hours and try to get every little thing. I think it's going to be something that I just dab at here and there of like, hey, it's a Sunday. I'm a little burned out on X, Y, and Z game. Maybe I'll just try to go into Mario 64 and just get a couple more stars in these levels. Or maybe I'll go back to Sunshine and see what these star shines are about, clean off some more stuff. Or maybe I'll go back to Galaxy and try to go to a planet that I didn't go to before, a galaxy, try to get some more stars, see what these green and blue stars are all about that I just totally skipped uh, the first time I played the game. But I do think it is worth um, the price of admission, and I think it's still a great game. And it's great that you can go back and play these things you've never played again. I've only played one out of the three games, so it's amazing they put these in one pack and that you can play those. And like I said, 60 bucks. some people might not like, some people might like. Long story short, I, I think it's a good value. So just a heads up, I think the physical versions are going away in March of next year, which is kind of strange. But uh, digitally, I think it's going away too. Um, you can get it now until March for 60 bucks. Uh, Nintendo doesn't historically have sales, so I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, long story short, uh, I am enjoying my time with them, and I can't wait to dive into them more. Um, and I think that's it for this week, guys. So let me do the outro, and uh, yeah, I'll let you guys go for the week. So again, 
This podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, at Monday at 7 a.m. So go there, leave me a comment, let me know what you think of the podcast. Uh, go to iTunes, uh, subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, it's the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson, Black Background, Smoke. Like, subscribe, give me some stars, let me know what you think there. Or you can drop me a line, an email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there, drop me a line, let me know what you think of the show. And uh, you know what, guys? I will see you next week. Have a good week. Bye.